Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sam Dever podcast, episode 49. In this episode, I speak with my good friend, Nick Osborne. I met Nick out here in Los Angeles several years ago at Playhouse West Acting School, and it was a true treat to have him on the podcast. This is one I've been wanting to do for a while now. Uh, Nick is a phenomenal guy. He's an incredible actor. He actually has done a podcast before, which I'm going to put the link in the description to. It's out of this world good. (laughs) So you'll be very entertained by the podcast he has done. And he's just an amazing guy. And during my leg injury, he actually helped me move things to a storage unit here to this apartment. He was part of that crew that helped me do that. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for him being there for me. And actually during this episode in particular, I had so many technical difficulties going on. Mics were going out, camera batteries were dying, you know, cause it's the Sam Dever one man band show, but he was a total gentleman, professional rolled with the punches on this. And I think we got something. So huge. Thank you to Nick. And I'm definitely going to work on better production in terms of in-person moving forward. The book of the episode is going to be a book that Nick gave me over a year ago or around that time. It's called Men Without Women by Haruki Murakami. Excuse me if I mispronounce that. It's a really good book. It's about six or seven short stories of these men and their experiences with various women in their lives. And it's just very well written. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, and thank you, Nick, for giving me this book. Again, Men Without Women by Haruki Murakami. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Nick. Nick Osborne, welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been a long time in the making. It has. We've been trying to do this for a while, but our, our uh, what, like schedules or... I'd be out of town, or you'd be working, or there'd be something going on, so it was hard to kind of get on the same page. But Well, and it all began, now, I would always want you on the guest even before this moment, but when we were having Thanksgiving over at Eric's next door almost a year ago, I'll never forget this for anyone watching, listening, Like it was, it was just a mind-blowing moment for me, because <laughs> it's like I thought I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, I was started doing the podcast. You're like, yeah, man, that's cool. Keep doing it. And you just like kind of casually. It was just the most casual of casual. Yeah, you know, I, I did a podcast for a while, and I'm like, what? You, what? You did what? You're like, yeah, no, I did like 25 episodes. I'm like, really? And you're like, yeah, no, it's like it's professionally done, and like blah blah blah. And you're like, I was driving to Vegas the next day. You're like, yeah, you, you should listen to it on your way to Vegas or whatever. And that, that's all you said. Nothing else. And <laughs> and then you started talking about something else. Sounds like me, yeah. Then I just go off on another tangent instead of kind of... Yeah, so then when I get in the car, the first episode I listened to, it was like professional intro, the highest quality sound that you could have on a podcast. It was entertaining. You were phenomenal. Like, Thank you. It was amazing. And I'm just like, dude... (laughs) Dude, it's it was I it was so I it was really a fun time of my life too. And it was kind of that podcast came about towards the end of my time working in uh T V production. I still you know, still do a little bit here and there, but I don't like to. I just I don't like to do it at all. But it was like my first foray into anything creative. Mm. Um and 
the wheels had been turning for a long time about wanting to do something creative. It was always acting. That was always the main thing I wanted to do. But I was always trying to find a reason not to do it and maybe do something else creative. Like, you know, no, I'm not an actor. I don't do that. It's not me. Um, but yeah, and then I saw um, I was the night, though, that it all came came together. I remember I was walking on around. I was walking on Melrose with a buddy of mine. We've had a few drinks, quite a few drinks. <laughs> I can see where this is going. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he was just like, I don't, I think he was just like, dude, like, you should do a podcast. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do a podcast. He was like, I'll produce it for you. I was like, oh, well, fuck yeah, then. I was like, because I don't know anything about the technical specs. I know yeah. nothing. Um, and he was so gung-ho about it. His name's... Connor Schaffer, and he's like a really talented artist in his own right. Um, f- fantastic artist. He uh, he does the hand pans. I don't know if that's the official. The hand what? <laughs> he does the hand, <laughs> the hand pans. I don't know. I, I feel bad if this isn't actually what they're called. But <laughs> now, and yeah, because I don't know. But it, God damn it. Anyway. Some sort of hand pan. Anyways, it's something talented. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, anyways, he, and he was like, I'll produce it. I'll do all of it. Like, I'll do that whole thing for you. You just gotta help me get guests for it. And, you know, and help me with the intro and the outro type thing. Cause you know, every week it'll be different. We'll do a different type of intro. Maybe you'll riff. Maybe you'll talk about a certain topic. Um, whether it be a hot topic of the day, uh, or something like that, or it could just be something completely random. Um, which I always loved the completely random stuff, the stuff that's just like, you're just kind of going on a tangent in your mind and it's funny to you. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I'm going to play with this then. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think a lot of it, what I enjoyed so much about it, uh, so what I enjoyed so much about it was that it was just like, I wasn't trying to do anything that I thought other people would dig, you know? Um, it was just something that I really enjoyed doing. I really enjoyed sitting down with people, um, specific people I had known through work in television and uh, television production, like whether it be like a sound guy or a cam op or, or even an executive producer sort of thing. And um, just sitting and shooting the shit with them and having some drinks. And um, usually we'd be pretty plastered by the You got pretty lit on a few of those, I yeah, think. Yeah, we'd be smoked. It'd be, it was a total smoke show. Absolutely. Smoke. It was a smoke show. Roasted, man. <laughs> Fucking roasted. Well, one thing I, I would say, like, and I was, I'm glad you said that because that is the vibe I got from that sh- your podcast was you were just, I mean, what was one thing that was very clear is you were very uh, networked in that industry. Mm. Uh, and it's like, man, I just feel like a fly on the wall listening, like, on the inside of your guys' conversations. Of, like, it would, like, it, nothing was forced mm-hmm. it was like this free flowing like you said like you weren't trying to be anything do anything no you were just nick and these people that you'd worked on set with or whatever and you guys that, that's what i love most about like hearing some of the stories oh that's it you was, had so many stories it was great dude, there's stories for days like i just sometimes i'll think of random stuff from working on these like just god awful docu reality tv shows that i would work on in production <laughs> and like just stuff that we're not going to name any names no yeah. no but you know or maybe it will i don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. yeah but it's like you'll, you'll think of like i'll think of like a random story like 
of just like I'll like I'll smell something and I'll like be taken back to like dragging a deer carcass up a hill in like rural Washington because we were using it for a scene and uh, we had like a hunting scene but the EP she's like well, I don't want to like actually kill and I, I can't like an animal like on camera just for that and I'll, you know of course like you know good call but because that was the case we had to source some really good looking mm. roadkill like one that had been hit and like but still looked like and kind of intact and so I, I was like trying to source roadkill for like a week wow. and like I was like calling like the I forgot I don't know highway like, patrol highway or something patrol, yeah. yeah it was highway patrol and then like you know I'd call them and be like, I think we got a good one today <laughs> and then like they'd send me a picture and it was like something that looked like a bomb went off in its face I'm like that's not gonna work man anyways so yeah, I'll think of these random moments on these shows it's again the shows I never watched them myself but working on them was such an experience and I'm really glad I did it it was my um that that was my my uh my start in in the business yeah in the business and working in entertainment industry and that whole thing um and it was I'm really grateful for it because it really uh it really demystified everything Mm. like especially being on a set Mm. you know like I'm I'm Oh, it's like, it's like you're not intimidated by it, like because you're like, well, dude, I, I I know how this works. <laughs> I know how that works. I know what yeah. everybody's doing. I see the PA who is just hating life right now. I see the grip who hasn't gotten much sleep, and he's doing his thing. There's lighting, and you know, there's the director. Obviously, yeah, you know, you you see what everybody's doing, and you know what they're doing. So it's not like, oh my gosh, there's this whole big machine that I've just been tossed into, and I don't know what's going on, and what's my place in this in this little world. And am I good enough? Like, it's just like, no, dude, nobody gives a shit. Just do your mm. job and, you know, have fun. Well, and what's cool about the podcast is you got to capture that moment of your life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you got to create art. Yeah. Eric said something the other day. Or was it Eric? I, yeah, I think it was. Like, your, your art is whatever your life is at that time. Mm. And, like, you got to capture that. And I think that's so cool. I mean, you, you can... Any, what's the name of it? We got to plug that because people got to listen oh, to it. Oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> I can look it up. It's too. the No Fucking Good Podcast with Nick Osborne. Um, On Apple iTunes, right? Yeah, yeah, apparently it's still up there. Oh, it's yeah, I think okay. it is. Like, yeah. it is. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, man. It's so funny, though, but like, I've. Who not? I we'll put a link in the description. Yeah, yeah. People it, can it, go, yeah. yeah. That way, you know, if, if people wanted to go check it out, they can check it out. But yeah, it was, that's the, it was just like a snap. It was like, that was like a really specific time in my life. Yeah. And like, it's documented. It's like, yeah. I made some sort of art about it. But I like what you were saying, Eric said about mm-hmm. your, your art being whatever's going on in your life in a certain moment. I, I really do like that because, well, especially before I got into acting and, um, before I got into acting, like I, I really felt like I kind of like I lived my life like an artist, but I just I wasn't, but I didn't have anything tangible to show for it, mm. and um, so I didn't know what I was. I didn't, I wouldn't have considered myself an artist at a time, but I knew I didn't live my life like most people did. I still mm. don't, um, mm. and you know, has its pros and cons. But yeah, it's well, it's kind of cool too to think of it that way because then there's not just there's, there's not this big pressure to create stuff and like make tangible stuff, which is still it's important. You know, that's how you get stuff like this and that and that and movies and songs and all that stuff. But you know, 
life is a pretty artistic endeavor in any, uh, in, in, in and of itself. Um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, there's this, uh, it's a little bit of a digression, but kind of similar. Bukowski talks about, mm. he's talks, he talks about style mm. and he talks about how like some people just, there's more style in the way they tie their shoelaces than in the way an artist will tackle their whole entire life, a quote unquote artist. And oh, it's, I, there's something really yeah about yeah no I, I i i've heard something i don't know if it was that exact quote yeah. but i it sounds very familiar i'm sure i butchered it back, no but it makes it's sense like something like that um yeah man it's yeah living an artistic life is it's weird but i, I like it i can't imagine doing anything else at this point yeah no and like me personally like i you know, I've been crazy with my current work, which, you know, it, the thing, that's the balance of an artist, right? Like, well, look, and just to be transparent for the podcast, I had to cancel the scheduled time that we had to do this originally because I had work stuff that came up last minute and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, man, it's just like th- that's to me the hardest part of art is when you want to keep doing it but you also have to live (laughs) and pay your bills and things like that. And it's like when it starts to get out of balance and the art goes down, 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 and all you're doing is work, 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 work. Like I I know I've personally felt it where it just like my body's like something's not right. Yeah. So it's one of those things for me, like where it's, I've just accepted it. <laughs> like I've just accepted that this is in me. I think it's in everyone to a certain extent, but the quote unquote uh, regular life just doesn't. I've tried going that route a couple of times now, and it's just every single time <laughs> it's uh, does not compute or something. Yeah, yeah. Some smoke starts coming out, and like, yeah, it's just not. <laughs> it just doesn't appeal to you. And yeah. the same thing with me, man. Like I, I mean, from a very young age, I mean, just the idea of like, yeah, you know, you're gonna you go to high school, and then you're gonna go to college, and then you're gonna get a job, and then you're gonna you're gonna do that, and then you're gonna fucking die, and that's it. <laughs> like you know, obviously, I'm you know being you know, a certain way about it, but it just it I just. I just it scared me. It still does to this day. The idea yeah. of just having like one set path that I know what the path is. I don't want to know what the path is. I'd rather just be blind to it the whole fucking time. I really would. I mean, and there's moments like where you know I. There's definitely moments where I wish I lived a more traditional life. Specifically, like, like I have a, a good friend right now who. You know, he's married and he's about to have a kid and he's got like just lives like just a more traditional life and he's happy. And, you know, there's there's like roots that they're putting down. And I I do envy that. Um, I envy a little bit of I I envy that kind of stability because I feel like with relationships and stuff, kind of living the life that I live makes it tough uh, because it's made it. Yeah, it's made it difficult. Um. That's that's like that. I'd say that's like the major con. But otherwise, but it's not a big enough con for me to be like, oh yeah, I I want to just forget about, you know, forget about acting. And I mean, that's really my main art- artistic pursuit. I write a little bit, but it's more so for me than anybody else. The writing, yeah. And it's like with this conversation, I'm like, where? Do, how do I? 
I feel like with you, there's so many things that can be talked about. Because <laughs> even just now when you're talking, because I want to get into your acting journey, but you know, I want to take it back just a little bit before we go there to a place called Apple Valley. Ooh, Apple Valley. <laughs> it's like Dumb and Dumber where he's like, Aspen. Aspen. Where the beer flows like <laughs> wine. <laughs> the beer flows like wine. Like, I don't know, Lloyd. The French are assholes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> By the way, that's one of the best movies of all time. So like good. one of the best movies of all time. I watched it somewhat or went on YouTube and watched clips and laughed just as hard as when I laughed back then. <laughs> and it's really like I was watching it like not that long ago, probably like within the last year, and I'm watching the scene where it's before they've left for Aspen and uh which one Lloyd is Jim Carrey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloyd's talking to 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 Harry, he's like, like just saying this isn't the life for me, man. Like he's like getting like emotional. He's like I'm just, and he like it's a really real raw moment. He's like, and most of all, he's like I'm just I'm just tired of being a loser. I'm tired yeah. of being a nobody. Yeah. And like when I looked and I'm like watching the scene really carefully, I'm like it seemed like tears in his eyes, and I'm like I it's just, I never like you just I didn't notice it when I was younger. I, I don't I, you know I, you don't yeah. zone in on that kind of stuff. You just think you remember all the funny moments from the movie. But it was like wow, like that was like a really, it was like a really raw moment for a movie like Dumb and Dumber. That's you know that's not what you think of. And I'll tell you what's interesting about you saying that. I've watched some interviews. Jeff Daniels is outstanding. Like, and I guess, uh, and I, I hope I don't butcher this. I because I don't know. Like because now that we have YouTube, like back then. I didn't have YouTube to look up interviews of the mm. directors and stuff like that. But that movie, I believe uh, they knew Jim was going to be in it. But I think they wanted to get another big comedian in there. But they're like, no, like, I don't know if it was Jim that said it or the, I can't remember who said it. But like, no, we need like an actor. Like we need like a really good actor because Jeff Daniels, I mean, he's like the he's. He's a thespian. Like yeah, he, he is an actor. He has his whole theater background. Yeah, it's he's super extensive. Yeah, he's. And they needed someone that would know, would try not to outshine Jim. And I thought, I think, what he did as Harry in that movie, and, that, and he was hilarious he's in so it, funny. so funny in it. But like, it's that movie's magical. And then of course they had the second one, and I, I mean, look, there was some funny stuff. It was not like the first. It's kind of a cash. Grab, as a fan, a yeah, cash. Exactly. <laughs> Like whenever like sequels a lot of something like oh, well you know someone's trying. But to I'm to this day, man. Like I'll just be like big gulps, huh? Well, yep. see, see you later, later. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I do that all the time. Yeah, of course. Seabass said that. Oh, kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> yeah, well, that fellow over there, Seabass. <laughs> <laughs> the part the where he, the cop pulls him over and he's like. He's like pull over. He's like, no, it's like a, it's a Carnegie. No, thanks, thanks for noticing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even know where we were going with any of that. But yeah, uh, I would drive uh, and still do when I go back and forth to Vegas mm-hmm. through Victorville, Hesperia. I've worked in Victorville, Hesperia, Apple Valley, and I, like I'm like, man, this is, there's a lot of people here. Like the more I got there, and then I met meet you and. I, I didn't know till early on. I'm like, oh, where, where are you from? And then, yeah, Victorville, right? Technically, so I'll like, it's funny, I'll like say Victorville or Apple Valley, depending. Yeah. I, I'm technically from Apple Valley, but okay. it's the Victor Valley. The Victor Valley. The Victor Valley. And I went to school in Victorville okay. my whole, uh, like all through 
I went to the same school from kindergarten through uh, senior year of high school. Really? Yeah, it was this Christian school. Okay. Um, yeah, is uh, yeah, yeah, private Christian school. You would think since it's a private Christian school, it's a phenomenal education, but uh, no. no offense to VVCS. Yeah, you know, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it was it was just it was an interesting, and it was very small. The school I grew mm. up in was very small. We had the um, my class, my graduating class mm-hmm. was the biggest graduating class we'd ever have, ever had, and it was thirty three people. Wow, that was yeah, that was the biggest it had ever been. So everybody knew everybody and. I couldn't wait to get out, man. I just, it was one of those things where, I don't know, I don't have bad, you know, I, I didn't I didn't mind growing up there. I'm kind of glad I grew up there and I didn't grow up in like a city. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when you grow up in a city, and I don't know if this is the case because I didn't grow up in a city, but I, f- I would, I feel like my, my, my hunch is that there's like a certain loss of innocence at an earlier age when you grow up, uh, I would think in a place like LA, I mean, how could there not be? I, I, we didn't really have like homeless people mm. in uh, where I grew up in Victorville and Apple Valley. You know, there might be a few, but it was very rare. Uh, you didn't see it a lot. And then that's what I remember. I mean, I remember moving to L.A. back in 2013, and it was such like a seeing like the homeless back then. I mean, it's so much worse now. But I remember back then when I first moved here and would see them, it was just like it just hurt your heart. It was so like, oh my gosh, like, you, you know, you're, you're seeing people just completely destitute. You're seeing people smoking crack or shooting up on, on the side of the road. I'm like, what? Am I in Sodom and Gomorrah? What is going on? Like, this is crazy. Um, and now it's funny that I say this because like I'm thinking back and obviously there's way more homeless people in L.A. now than there was in 2013. Barely bad an eye when you see it now just because you get so jaded. You get Immune so to it. To it. Yeah, you, you, you stop, you almost look through them. It's, it's mean to say, it's, I mm. hate saying that, but it, you, I find myself doing that a lot. Um, it's uh, maybe not as much as I, I, I'm trying to be better about seeing them. And, uh, you know, not even like I'm going to interact with them, but really seeing them. And like, yeah. like when I'll be stopped at a light and there's like some homeless encampment with all sorts of activity going on, I, I don't, I don't. I don't just look look ahead and not look. I'm I I make a point to just really look at it and see as much of it as I possibly can and just just watch it. And I don't know. And you know, I don't know what that does for me. Mm. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad, but I don't know. I feel but there's something inside of me feels bad about just pretending it's not there. I don't know. I, this is going a direction I didn't even plan on, but this is the beauty of a podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> I had some follow-up questions to your upper, but like you just made me think. Because it's so crazy you say that, because like I drive all over L.A. County for my work, and it's like, it's a, it's the thing I love about it. Like I love how you literally are driving and enter different worlds every other block. Yeah. Like if I'm in Beverly Hills to santa monica then you go to glendale then you go to encino tarzana uh, then you go east la and it's just a whole different it's like every but i think it's a beautiful thing because there's so many different people but the craziness of everything though like you know the homelessness and stuff like that there's been a as of late like i've kind of been like is this an how we live here i'm like 
is it? It's like one of those things where like you know that I don't know if human beings are supposed to live like this, like just with millions of people packed on top of each other, and some people are extremely wealthy, some people are literally living in the street because you know you look at the hills and there's mansions, and then you go down past Ventura Boulevard or into the on the Hollywood, and it's like homeless people everywhere, like what the heck, and then but then it's like but do I want to leave? <laughs> it's like, it's almost like you, you, the, uh, the quiet life sounds great, but it's like, is that what I want though? There's like something like, I don't know if it's addictive is the right word, but it's like something that entrances you with this place in a Absolutely. way. Does that make any sense? Yeah. That I don't, makes complete sense. You know, like I, I find myself like thinking, like thinking, yeah, you know, I'm going to get out of the city and I want to like live a more quiet life. And, you know, just slower pace where, you know, not so much going on. But then, you know, I'll be in an area like that and I'm just like, I need more stimulation or better food options. I don't know. That's <laughs> a big part about living in the L.A. and living in the city. But uh, maybe when I'm older, maybe. We'll see. I, 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 I tell myself that I'm going to leave L.A. eventually. That's the plan. But I'm not. It just, it all depends. I, I don't know. I tell myself I'm not going to be living in America when I'm older. We'll see, though. I'm definitely not going to live in L.A. my whole life. It's just not. I can. I. I it's just not going to happen. I definitely. I have a strong feeling I will not be living in the good old USA when it's at the end of my life. I, I don't think I will. I've and I've always had that kind of vision for my life, even when I was really young. I just. Uh, well, I love travel. I love traveling. I love adventure, and I, I love going to a different place and meeting just different people. It, it's just, it, it really fills my well. And you've done a lot of world travel, especially within the past year. Yeah, right? the past year, yeah. did a lot of it. I mean, I've probably been to, I've been to probably at least 30 countries, 30 to 40. Um, Damn. Over the course of the last 10 years. Yeah, this year alone, yeah, it was yeah, Japan and for uh, let's see japan you went to italy right italy went there last before the new year you yeah, yeah last november but i'm going back in november yeah. yeah i cannot wait i love it is it's italy just... a potential place you'd move to? oh yeah yeah i'm actually uh me and my my sister uh we're in the process of getting our uh italian citizenship wow so yeah and she's already living out there and she's like come on come live out here come live out here and i'm like eventually eventually we'll see and I need to learn more Italian. My Italian's eh, not good. <laughs> My girlfriend and I are talking about going there for a trip. I mean, t- tell me about it. Like, what's... Well, so the main place I was spending time in was Florence. Just a beautiful city. Um, Italians are the best dressed people in the world by far. I mean, <laughs> dressed to the nines. They just... They just fantastic uh it it it, you it makes you like and then i get back here and like you know i see people going out and like like what's wrong with you savages yeah savages (laughs) slobs and i'm one of them um (laughs) but uh yeah it's just it's just like the the pace of life is different uh just there's something something about it there's i don't know something in the air and there's all that history too i just the history that's one of the things that's always fascinated me i love roman antiquity greek antiquity i just that stuff fascinates me um and just to be there 
where like so much has gone down over the course of human history it just excites me just to be there and uh i don't know it's something about it i'm jealous of i'm 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 a little bit jealous of people who how do i say this I love I love America. I really do. I really love America. I think, for all its flaws, I think it's amazing. I really do. Um, I think it gets a bad rap. Um, that being said, I feel like American culture sometimes is like a lack of culture altogether. And, you know, mm. not necessarily for everybody, depending on what kind of community you grow up in, but that's kind of what it felt like for me. Um but then you go to these other countries and, you know, for me, you know, off the top of my head, I'm talking about Italy and there's just like, there's this culture there and it just, I don't know, it just adds something, it just adds something just to the whole life experience that I just feel like you don't get here. Um, and it's, it's I, I'm jealous of people who have that because uh, I just don't feel like I don't really have any cultural traditions. I suppose there's things that would be deemed culture on paper that that, that we have as traditions, but I, I just don't see them that way. And, you know, maybe it's a matter of perspective, but that's the perspective I have on it. Right. We're walking and rolling, man. We're rocking and rolling. <laughs> we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here. Dude, like, this is like the podcast that I feel it's like everything's trying to get in the way of it, but it's like, fuck that. You know, it's like we're... We're here. We're bobbing and weaving, and we're like, oh, we're <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bruce Lee, like, move, with, be, be like, like water. water. Be like water. Yeah. Um, so acting, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I want to do, we'll do this again with the productions, yeah. not just Sam running everything and figuring out <laughs> equipment last minute. So, what, so you did the PA thing and yeah. the podcast. So what was that moment where you're like, I'm going to start acting? It was, I was in San Francisco, walking with my friends. It was February 2018. And I wasn't happy with my life at all. Not at all. Not in a good place. Um, I wanted to, the whole reason, you know, one of the big reasons I came to LA, I wanted to act on, I remember I had heard about Playhouse West as early as 2013 someone uh, told me about it and said that's a great school you should go there especially for you know someone who doesn't have a theater background or anything like that and that was locked in my head and then you know five years goes by and I never got into it because I started working in TV production and you know obviously I started PAing but then I started assistant production coordinating and then I started coordinating eventually I PM'd and you start moving up that ladder and you start making more money and you start getting a little bit comfortable. Um, but the breaking point for me was I, I worked a show as a PM and it was the exact type of show I told myself that I want to do this type of show. I want to PM this around the world show. That's what I want to do. And I did that and I booked that show and I, I worked it and I... It was very cool, but I'd never been more miserable in my life. I 
absolutely hated it. I I remember. Whew, yeah, I remember being on that show, and we were somewhere in Africa. We were in, we were in Namibia, and I remember just crying in the shower just because I was so miserable, and I, I hated it. I hated I hated my boss. Um, I liked my, I liked the crew. I hated my boss. I just didn't like the job, and I just started thinking to myself, like, what have I done? I've spent X amount of years doing this. I have no real skills. I got a fucking degree in history. What are you going to do with that? Be an interesting waiter? What am I going to curate a museum? No. And I had nothing. And um, it just, I was really unhappy. And the only, and that thing for acting, just about pursuing acting, had always been in my head. It was still there, too. And, you know, and I think, thank God that I started doing that podcast when I did it, because that, that just small little creative outlet was the spark I feel like I needed to be like, oh, wow, I, even though obviously having a conversation, doing a podcast is very different from acting, obviously, um, although there's certain tenets that are exactly the same. I mean, it's just you're, you know, good acting is two people having a conversation, a real conversation. But anyways, uh, I digressed again. Um, you know, I finished that show, and I was just not happy, and I, I didn't want to work production anymore. I, I was like, I can't. And I was just like, man, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the time. Like, I, I, should, I, should, I should go get into acting. I should start taking classes and just go all in right now before it's too late. I'm about to be 28 years old, and I'm getting kind of old. That's at least that was the story I was telling myself. I I was telling myself that I'm getting kind of old to just start something new, and if I wait too late, I'm not going to have the bandwidth to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to make the sacrifices in my life that you can make when you're younger, and you can kind of grit it out. And so, you know, I was back to okay, back to where it all started. Uh, it was February 2018. I was in San Francisco. I had been up there. My buddy had just graduated from the fire academy up there. He was going to be a firefighter. And we were all out and having drinks. And I was telling a story or something, like a very animated story, uh, to, to a group of people. And we were walking, and I was telling the story, and just kind of everybody was you know, very entertained by it. And, one of the guys, I didn't know him at all, he was like, are you, are, are you an actor? And when he asked me that, it broke my fucking heart, you know. So I was like, no, I'm not. I, I'm not, but, and I was like, no. He's like, oh, man, you really should be like you. I mean, you can really, you can really tell a captivating story, man. And that moment, that was all I needed. That was that was the the flip that switched. The flip that switched. The flip that switched. <laughs> it was the switch that flipped. Uh, it was the switch that flipped. It's like the universe or God like giving you the sign of like, hey, yeah, go this way. Yeah, and that was that was I want to say February 9th, two thousand eighteen, and then I went and I audited a class at Playhouse West on March 3rd, 2018. You were in that class. 
I was at the one you audited. You were in that class. That's what's so crazy is I moved to L.A. that February. and we, That's nuts. So we came pretty much at the same time almost. Yeah. And uh, Ford was in that class. I remember Ford was in that class that I audited as well, Ford Fanter. And uh, I was just like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. And then March 6th, I took my first class. And March 6th. I remember it was the day I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I don't care if I'm poor because of it. I don't care if it doesn't work out. I don't, I just don't care. I'm just tired of doing something that I don't really want to do and trying to convince myself that it is something that I want to do just because the paycheck is good, just because I get to travel, just because I get to get some ass here and there because I sound like I have a fucking cool job, big fucking deal, you know? Um, and uh, it was the best decision I ever made. I think it's the best decision, the, 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 just the best decision of my life, man. My, and it's just, I mean, and, you know, working production, doing something that you don't love, you start to kind of find ways to kind of just numb your dissatisfaction and your, yeah, your just dissatisfaction with life. That's what I did, you know, yeah, I was doing a lot of drugs when I was working in TV production, a lot. And um, just you know, to numb everything? No, just just to have fun and just yeah, just you know, I I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I you know, it's a little adventure in itself every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it's not sustainable. You do tell a hell of a story, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sustainable, yeah, and um, I it just was like, well, because it's just like, yeah, I was doing this production stuff, and you know, you work all day and doing some fucking job that you don't like, and then just to get a, and you know, and then at the end of the day, you you know, you rap, and everybody raps, and then you go party with the crew, and do that whole thing, and that was fun, but, like, I started looking at the people around me, I started looking at people who were doing what I was doing, except a few pegs above, like 10 years older, 15 years older, 20 years older, they all looked miserable. Mm. I mean, most of them looked miserable. And I it, I found it so scary. I, I was just like, I can't, I'm, I'm squandering my life. I've, I feel like I have more to give than this. Mm. I have more to give than just to be just some just something, you know, pencil pushers, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know, it just, it just, it just took from me, and it didn't give any, I feel like I, I, I didn't, I, it didn't fill my, my well, the well of my soul, it just didn't do anything for me, man, and I, it was so scary, and that's why I'm so glad I, I fell into acting, because I, I just felt, I just I was always drawn to it I, from a very young age. I remember watching TV when I was very young, like, I mean, maybe four years old, thinking to myself, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. But it was always, there's always, like, shame around that. There's a lot of shame around that. I also thought I had a really just twisted view of how things were. I, it was just like, well, I can't do that. you got to be, you got to, you got to know somebody to do that. you got to be some, some fucking rich kid who, whose parents are going to bankroll the whole operation for that to work out. I, I basically just created so many stories in my head about why I can't do it. 
And you know, I was you know, and you know, coming up in a kind of conservative background, I was embarrassed to to tell my my family, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop doing this job that makes good money and that you're proud of me for doing, and that you get to tell people you know that I worked on this show. Like, eh, I'm gonna not do that anymore. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, scrape peanuts and, and act. And uh, I, yeah, it was hard, man. It was, it was hard. But I just, for me, I just had to get. I had to be miserable enough to make that decision. And I'm, you know, I, yeah, I was just miserable. And and God for being that miserable. If I, if I had not been that miserable, I don't think I would be here right now, um, I'd still be doing production, I'd still be living that life, and you know, maybe you'd be okay, but I, I don't, I don't think so, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe my life would look a lot different right now, maybe I'd be, maybe I'd have a kid, maybe I'd be married, I don't know, I still don't think I'd be happy though. Um, you followed your heart, you followed your intuition. Absolutely. And then the thing about intuition and following your heart is once you do it once, there's a little, that's, that's sometimes, that's like, that's the momentum. It's the momentum builder right there. That's the spark that you need. Mm -hmm. And then you can, it makes it easier to content, to, to start doing that. Once you do it once, then it's, it, it just gets easier every, every time I've found for myself to follow my heart, so to say. Um, and it was just kind of like, well, there's no looking back. And uh, and then, you know, you get to a point and then a few years go by and then you're like, I'm so far into this that I can't go back now even if I wanted to, but I don't want to. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm just so grateful for it. I, I just, I'm just a lot healthier of a person ever since I, you know, I, I think Playhouse West specifically, it just really changed my life. And honestly may have saved my life honestly mm. it's, I don't I, 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 I like I said I was living I was living a very reckless life um, uh, and it like I said it was it's just unsustainable and I I don't know what I would be doing right now uh, again I, I don't know maybe maybe it'd be all right maybe it wouldn't but yeah, Playhouse. It's a magical yeah. place, man. I mean, that's why we're both sitting on this couch talking to each other. It's like, it's how I ended up in this apartment. Dude, oh, man. It's how I ended up in this apartment. <laughs> so acting, I mean, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I really respect that, that you followed your intuition to go for what you wanted, because I mean, how many? I mean, even as you were talking just there, like I was just like, man, I'm like thinking about stuff in my life, and like mm. your gut really does know. Your gut really does know, but like we were kind of saying off camera too about uh, living in a place like Los Angeles, and I would think New York City, or you know, I've lived in Vegas. Very, you're just getting bombarded with so many sensory things and so many messages. Sensory overload. You completely desensitized to everything that's going on around you and you it's so easy to just not be present at all after a while living in a place like this well how often do you walk around you walk you go to the store you go anywhere 
and you see all these people on their on their phones, like not even engaged. Like even okay, and I'm gonna sound like a psycho for this one. The gym. I never wear headphones at the gym. I you. never listen to music, and it's not like a good for me. Although good for me. Um, <laughs> and I ran into you at the gym, and you did not have headphones. I on. never have headphones at the gym. Um, or because I just want to just be there. And, um, and same thing when I'm walking my dog, you know, I, I, I want to just be there with my dog. How many more times am I going to get to walk my dog before mm-hmm. she's gone? And like, it's like, one of, I don't know, it's just so, so many of us. And it's not like I'm ultra present all the time. I'm not, I'm not at all. Like I, you know, I try to be, but I fail continually. Um, but yeah, it's just being in a city though. It's easy to not be present because there's so much going on. And I, I don't know. It's probably, I don't know. Well, yeah, and just, I, I don't know if people, and I, I'm speaking from experience, I've been addicted to my phone before, and maybe somewhat I still am to some extent, but it's like I have cut significantly back. And when you do that, you do start to notice now everywhere. I mean, even like, I don't know if I, like even in higher end situations, when I say higher end, like even like really high end professionals, like you'll be around. As soon as that dead space comes of conversation or like people have to be by themselves for a second, every one of them, yep, every single one of them whips out the phone. And it's just like, man, this really has this under trance yeah and it's scary and like another thing too about the city especially like because i thought about this because i used to uh i may not be perfect about it all the time but i'm very conscious and that's good that you don't get on your phone when you walk your dog you become vulnerable because you're not paying attention not just from like if someone were to want to rob you or something but or harm you but just cars and shit that you could step into a sewer or anything like you're not paying attention yeah, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, and like you know, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm definitely addicted to my phone. Mm-hmm. It is might be a little bit more of a minor addiction compared to some people, or maybe worse than some people. But yeah, I mean, the first step is being conscious of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I I I wish I find myself uh, wishing that I was like my age now, in like the 70s or the 80s. I feel like oh yeah even the 90s yeah anytime before social media and just cell phones everywhere um, where I, I, I just I, I, I I'm like I, I wish I could be part of that world and you know at the same time I think where we're at humanity where humanity is at right now I think it's I think this is the best it's ever been, probably. I think it's easy to lose sight of that, especially with everything that's in the news, like uh, war, climate change, Mm -hmm. uh, this, that, you name it, like racial tension, Mm -hmm. Um, everything. It it makes it seem like things are so bad, so things are really good, but again, I just, I don't know. I think it's also easy to kind of look back on the past with like kind of these rosy... Twenty twenty hindsight, rose tinted right? glasses. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so nice. But 
Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty. It's like that hindsight thing. It's twenty twenty. Um, or hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight twenty twenty. Is that something that? like that? I think I butchered that completely. You know what they say, you know, sight well, of the hind is twenty thirty. You know? <laughs> like what? What does it say? What are these guys saying? What? <laughs> well, yeah, and um, and did so I've said this a couple times. Whether it was like wanting to do music or movies or whatever it was. It was a lot harder back then to break into those things. But I feel like there was a more what's the word? Like it was a more it was a more of an accomplishment. And I don't mean to take away anything, because if it wasn't for social media and like computers and all that, I never would have put out anything. Yeah. Ever. So it allowed so me so many people platforms. To be able to create and give platforms and do stuff. But it's like now there's just so much. It, I don't want to, maybe diluted is the right word, but it's just like, it, I feel like it's kind of taken away the prestige a little bit, if that makes sense. I think so. Like back in the, like, even as an actor, if you, and look, it's a, there we go again. There we go. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I think I might just title this, you know, the podcast that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> but that would be a good one. Yeah, man, I, I, I've dealt with that issue with those with these cameras and stuff. Sometimes they'll just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I will see what happens. That, but Nick, thank you so much for coming on this, dude. I apologize. This is embarrassing. It's, dude, don't sweat it, man. I know, but it's just like fuck. <laughs> just yeah, like... You had, you know, you you had a whole, you know, I, I get it though. You had like this whole vision. Like I had a pure vision of how this is going like, to go. This is how this is going to go. And, <laughs> you know, fate fate had another thing in store. It's, it's a, it is what it is. Man. We're going to do a part two. It's going to be way better than this. But you were <laughs> awesome. Where can people find you? People can find me, uh, you know, if you ever need to pick up a sack or anything, I'll be on the ganache. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> um, Instagram. Okay. At Nick M. Osborne. N I C K M is in Matthew O S B O R N E. At Nick M. Osborne. Um, I don't, I honestly, I don't really use it that like much yeah. though. Maybe I will though. Yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe your DMs are just going to flood. Oh, yeah. After this. <laughs> I'm going to get so much ass. Catch <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you later on the Sam Devil podcast. <laughs> That literally was like a shit show the entire time of production just going nah, down. Man, and it just adds to it. It's fun, man. I had fun hanging with you tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah brother. Thanks for having me. Dude. Thanks for having me. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>